0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Commanders Fan, Commanders Nation? It's another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm Anthony Armstrong. I got Brian Murphy over there in the hot state of Georgia. I know it's humid right now. He got a haircut if you're looking on the YouTube. If you're right. not looking on YouTube, you, you got to imagine uh you know just a a handsome dashing gentleman over there i feel like if he had one of them southern draws he'd be you know a southern gentleman Uh, that's right that's neither here nor there brian murphy what's going on man how are you
1: yeah it's definitely getting hot Uh, you got to clean it up a little bit otherwise i'll just be sweating all day long i already am so at least this makes it a little bit better but yeah dog days of summer coming up I, i can't believe that we're already in june uh but football is inching ever closer which i am excited about how are you doing
0: Man, I'm good. I feel like I gave myself a little internal halftime speech. You know, when the calendar turned from May yeah. to June, I was like, "Man, it's halftime, man." And, and you look yeah. up, you know, and this is this is my motivational spirit period right here. It's like you look up, team. It's we're at halftime. We're down twenty-one to three, and you think that it's all over. we have had an interception. they had a big playoff, but we're only down by just three scores. And I look at the next six months, it's so much opportunity, you know. So for me, uh, I'm focused in. I'm locked in for the next six months, and and I'm excited for what's to come.
1: That's right. Me too. Me too. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it is a good point. It it feels like it's still early in the year, but it's not. I mean, we're getting to the second half of the year, and, uh, yeah, just right around the corner is, like I said, football season. But, yeah, right around the corner is uh, uh, the rest of the year. What are you going to make of it?
0: absolutely i mean you know you get to make a lot of time but i don't know we got to get we got to get things rolling minicamp is rolling rolling in ashburn mandatory minicamp at that which is just a little extra caveat because you got to start taking attendance and paying attention who shows up uh yeah. and we're going to talk about one guy who's back on the field who's back in the building uh it's good to see him in, in attendance but first thing we got to hear from our sponsor so brian let the folks know about bet online
1: yeah that's right bet online is As always, your number one source for all your championship finals, info, stats, news, and scores. We're recording this on Wednesday, so Game 3 of the NBA Finals, NHL, Stanley Cup Finals are going on. And uh, you can get the latest odds and lines and bet on those uh, games there and get the latest matchup reports, all that good stuff. We have your uh, seasons covered for all your sports wagering needs from basketball, hockey, MLB going on, UFC, boxing, all that good stuff. It's the easiest and fastest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your own home. So get into the action today. Head on over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device, tablet, all that good stuff. And be sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: There it is. I did mute myself. I apologize, <laughs> folks. I muted myself. I was just uh I was just impressed by your read. I was over here going on and on saying that was a very good job, how you handled Thank that. You. Thank uh, you. Uh knocking that out. So shout out to the folks over there at BetOnline. Online. Um right. over under, am I gonna mess up the read the next time that I do it? Uh, go ahead and make your bets. Let me know if I'm gonna fumble <laughs> the bag on that one. But let's get started, man. Mandatory minicamp is is underway man and it's hot Mm -hmm. in ashburn too i know it's hot Uh, i remember the days being out there walking down that gravel road from the facility it kind of winds down like a little you take a little right you head down a little left get onto that field and it's hot and humid right now man hot and humid you out there running around battling with your boys and it's mandatory so that means everybody should be in attendance and, uh, you know, what's one thing that you're hearing about ma- uh, mandatory mini camp that has got you excited or that that's been good news to you so far, Brian?
1: Yeah. I liked it. Uh, everybody's there. Obviously we talked about Montez sweat and chase young being the two big names that weren't there for the voluntary portion of the OTAs, Charles Leno as well. But all three of those guys are there. It sounds like perfect attendance other than a couple of injury um, hiccups here and there, but yeah, I, I'm just encouraged that all the guys are, are getting out there. It sounds like the defense is a little bit ahead of the offense, which I, I think is the case at this time. Um, but it sounds hmm. like, uh, you know, some, some guys are flying around making plays and, and we're hearing good things. Obviously, it's, it's only in shorts and, and jerseys, but uh, it's good to hear that guys look pretty good. It sounded like Chase Young was moving pretty well. Interesting that he still has the brace on. Uh, we'll see if that continues. I think he said it's just a comfort thing and kind of a precautionary thing. But overall, yeah. you know, I'm just excited that these guys are out there and uh, getting the systems in, in place. It sounds like Ron Rivera is pleased with how everything is going. I think I saw a quote from him saying that, like, all all the plays and terminology and stuff will be installed by the end of the week. So hopefully these guys can really dive in and focus in on what they're doing. Obviously, a new offense – uh, with Eric Bieniemy enemy and then the defense adding a couple of key young pieces. So they're, are moving parts, but it sounds like overall things are gelling pretty well, which uh, is, a, is, a, is about as encouraging as it can get this time of year.
0: That's, I mean, that's a beautiful r- rundown of, of what's going on in minicamp and and having, having been out there. The, the exciting part is when you get to the end of that playbook, you mentioned that everything will be installed by the end of the week that's that's when you get to see guys just you know you can see who's been studying who's been able to retain uh, the information um, and coaches can kind of turn it up on those guys so those are those are really important times and it's time to make uh, to make strides you know Uh, I'm I'm with you on Chase Young seeing him back out there uh, is is a big thing and I'm not worried about him wearing a knee brace I mean the guy did just come off a pretty major injury Uh, I, I think that you should give him uh, the reprieve to, to wear a knee brace, especially if it's going to give him that comfort. And I mean, yeah. I'm a guy that, you know, when I played, it was all about, you know, the same habit every single time. And if it meant that I had to, you know, wear a certain, you know, bracelet or, or wear a certain, you know, knee sleeve, then I was going to do that in those particular orders to make sure that I knew I checked every single box. So I'm not worried about him wearing a knee brace and you got to think about it. the guy did, you know, like I said, he he's got to take on a lot of, uh, you know, impact. So he he wants mm-hmm. to be precautionary about it. Uh, and I can tell you, it's one of those things where, you know, you the one time that you take it off, you don't want you know somebody to go out there and and something stupid happens. So yeah, better to be safe. Go ahead and keep working with it, and then you know just handle it, see how it feels down the line.
1: Yeah, there was an old player for the uh, the Nets. And we see it a lot more often now, but I just remember him being the first one. Lucius Harris, I don't know if you remember him, but he mm-hmm. was one of the first ones I ever remember wearing the mask. Uh, like, I think he broke his nose or something. And, like, for the rest of the season, like, well beyond the recovery time, he had that mask on. And I think Richard <laughs> Hamilton did the same thing. It is right. is – you're right. I mean, it is the comfort level. It's just interesting. Yeah. You know, every knee injury is different. I think I heard on John Kahn's podcast that uh, Federian Mathis – who had a knee injury at the beginning of last season, so more recently than Chase does not have a brace on, and it's every guy's, you know, uh, right and you know, caution level and all that. It's just interesting. It's just something that I noticed because it's, it's kind of big, but you're right. If that, that's what makes him feel comfortable and that what that's what gets yeah. him back to 100, I'm all for it. And and I will yeah, say and 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 it comes with the caveat that it is it is June. But he does look pretty quick, you know, going over those bags and he looks fluid where I don't know that we ever saw that in that last month of the season last year when he was playing.
0: Yeah, you, you can tell um, whenever somebody is getting to feel a little bit better is, a, is how their reaction is whenever they, you know, are, are moving laterally and doing some explosive movements. I mean I think about this, you know, one having played and then two having you know, gone into a fitness space is you, know, you could see when somebody is kind of favoring one side over the other. Uh, yeah. and, and as things progress through the offseason, through training camp and getting into pads, because I mean, right now, you know, he, he looks good and it's good that he looks uh, looks like him look like his old self in shorts, you know, because, hey, this is what we need you to look like right now. Now, you can imagine, frankly, the pads that are, really aren't that much more of a protection uh, when they put them on. But, uh, you know, at least at that point, you know, they will start putting hands on each, each other. I, I, I like where he's at. I like where he's at, and, and the first test is going to be that very first day when they do inside run. Uh, I think all eyes, if you're if you're covering the team, all eyes are going to be on that inside run period if you get to watch it. You know, whenever that's in training camp, you, you'll see, it. and you're going to want to see how Chase Young takes on those blocks. How is he looking? Is he aggressive? Is he really setting the edge? How's he, you know, favoring that leg? So that's going to be the true test. But right now, I like where Chase Young is at.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think that's, I mean, I think he's answering all the questions. Uh, I mean, do you, did you want him there or not? You can debate that all day long, but he's, he, it seems like he's in a good spot. It's like, I think him and Montez Sweat said they were working out maybe together. I I couldn't, I couldn't quite tell if they were together or not, but they were working out, they were staying in shape and he's here now when it matters. And that's all that hurts to me. Um, So, so flipping over, you know, talking a little bit of defense, know about the young guys coming in, that'll be a big question mark that I'm kind of keeping track of over the summers. How do those young guys rotate in specifically Forbes and, and Martin. And so we'll get to all that. But one other thing that I think has stood out or that I've heard is that Eric B might be the loudest guy at mini camp. It sounds like he is taking full control of the offense. Uh, I think it's something that we talked about that Ron Rivera is kind of delegating that to him and, And bien kind of taking it and running with it. And it sounds like he's getting vocal. He's getting on to these guys. It's like if there was a honeymoon period where he was nice and sweet to them, that that has gone out the window. And now he is coaching them in full force. I don't know about you, AAA, but that is encouraging for me to hear. And uh, I think it's something, you know, for for a team that has lacked some offensive firepower for the better part of a decade, it's kind of encouraging to hear.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I need to hear that energy from Eric Bieniemy, and you know I, I think that he 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 knows he's on he's on an audition, if you will, mm-hmm. for whatever it is. And obviously, you can go down that path of saying, well, he shouldn't have to go through this. But this is essentially what you want to see. That one of the people, one of the biggest things that people stacked up against Coach uh, Bieniemy is the fact that they're like, oh, he he had Andy Reid and he didn't have to do anything. Well, now he has full control of this offense. And he's showcasing it right there on the field from day one. And one of the biggest things for me is that if you can see his intensity, that's going to translate to the field. That's going to translate to the play. That's going to translate to uh, when it matters those 60 minutes against that NFC East opponent, you know, they're going to show up with that same type of energy. And if you're not, if you're not up to that level, if you're not up to that standard, you're not going to be on this football team and It's clear from the the start, from the start. I mean, I almost wish that that was how things got handled. uh, But, you know, that's how it is in the league. That's how it is with this team. And that's how EB is going to handle it. And if everybody is understanding, you know, he's going to lay a heavy hand on everybody. And obviously some players are going to have a little bit more leeway here and there because, hey, you know, Terry McLaurin is going to be there. But Terry is putting in the work. So right. Uh, I, I love to hear that EB is making an impact early. You don't want to turn it on in training camp. That's going to shock and scare people. Uh, yeah. The physicality of training camp is going to weed out some folks itself there. But, you know, right now, setting that tone early, i love to see it from Coach Beatton.
1: I love it. Yeah, it sounds like he, he might have taken the entire – first-team offense off the field because they blew a screenplay from what I am I was reading about some clips today. Um, wow. so, so that's encouraging. I mean, you're, you're right. He's going to coach everybody the same way. And, you know, you're not going to be perfect on every play, but but he he demands as close to perfection as you can be. And for a team that hasn't scored a whole lot, you know, they, they certainly have room to improve. So I love hearing it, and I love that all these guys are being held accountable. And it sounds like, you know, for how loud and rah-rah he is, He's still coaching yeah. him up big time, and that's that's more important than anything. I think I saw Johan Dotson met with the the media, and he was saying he loves it. And he he basically Eric Bieniemy told him he wants to get the most out of him, and I think that that's the case. And I think that's where the the yelling and the 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 intensity comes from is that he's he's not just trying to be a tough guy. I think we talked about this a little yeah. bit on our last episode. He's not trying to be a tough guy. He, he's trying to get the best out of this team, and like you said, he's on an audition. So these guys' performance directly impacts what happens for him in his career. So you got to imagine that. Yeah, this is Bingo. intense, and this is
0: everything to him. Bingo, I mean, one thousand percent. I mean, you got to walk in there understanding that. You have to walk in there understanding that. Just knowing that you know we, we want we we're expected to be at a certain level. I'm coming in here with this with this all this. Uh, all this extra—I don't say baggage, but just so much success on my resume—and everybody wants to see if that's real life, and 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 it is, and you about to feel it right now. So uh, I'm excited for Coach B. I'm excited for that. Um, one of the biggest things that I've been seeing, and just kind of keep you know keeping my ear to, is uh, flipping sides here, going to the defense uh, is there's so much interchangeability and versatility in that back end, in the the back end in the secondary, um, and you still haven't plugged Cam Curling yet. So, man, what has you most excited about the secondary? What has you most excited about the defense?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I think the front seven, well, specifically the defensive line is is the most exciting part of this team, Uh, offense or defense, in my opinion. I think if we had to power rank, the uh, the position groups. I think we would defensive line would probably be one or, or two if you you know depending on how you feel about receivers. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about the defensive line, especially with a healthy Chase Young and a, hopefully a motivated Chase Young and Montez Sweat going into contract years. However, the secondary I'm really excited about. I just think it's it's exciting to see all these young guys coming together. You know, Kendall Fuller is kind of the, the old guy in the room, and he's not even that old. I think he's Man. maybe only 28 or 29. But then you're throwing Man. in Quan Martin, you're throwing in Emmanuel Forbes. As you mentioned, they haven't even had Cam Crow out there. I think I, I saw something where he was kind of watching the all of it, taking it all in a few yards back as he's kind of getting back into full form. So I'm just excited to see these young guys kind of uh, groove and, and interact and, and and get some time together. I think you pointed out to me last year, and it was something I really noticed was Derek Forrest and Benjamin St. Juice, the way that they they fed off of each other, and they were both, you know, not not early on picks. I mean, third, fourth, fifth round guys, and but the way that they they played together and they gelled together, they were just creating turnovers left and right. Whether it was St. Juice chasing a guy down and uh, Forrest recovering it, I remember in the Texans yeah. game, St. Juice uh, pops the ball up in the air and Forrest dives on it for an interception. Yeah. I'm just excited for that times two times three when you're adding in two more defensive backs in, in Martin and Forbes that I think are going to yep. get after it and are going to play a bunch of different positions. Uh, I'm excited for the flexibility, but once those guys find their their roles and, and where they're strongest at, I'm excited to
0: see the strongest sure. version of that defense. Oh, man. There, there's like <laughs> – it's like – I mean, I, I, I'm going to misquote it, and I know I'm going to be wrong, but like if you think about – what is it it's not even at the at its final form is that what's in like Pokemon or something like that you got to get to like the final form right of, right, right. of, the, of what the defense evolve. can be um evolve yeah it could so it can evolve so much because early on in in on the voluntary the many camps Quan Martin started out in the slot and then yeah. now you got Emmanuel Forbes working in the slot and I remember last year you know when Saint juice was there and they had uh, William Jackson. They have, were working him in the slot, and they were trying to, you know, uh, they they have a way of developing cornerbacks by starting them in the slot with understanding route combinations better, understanding where they fit inside of the defense, and that makes so much sense when you talk about the development of a player inside of your own system because they get to learn they get to learn the game from different positions, understand how. How their actions help another position, they understand mm-hmm. where their help is. So, um, the sky's the limit, yeah. The sky's the limit for what was going to go down with the secondary. Because you know, if, if who knows if they'll find a way to get everybody on the field, but
1: that's what that, it can that, be really that's really special. A, right? That's an interesting point because I think I heard John Kimes saying that some of the formations might end up looking a little bit crazy. Because, I mean, is there a scenario when? That there's not a linebacker on the field? I mean, it sounds like they, Jamin it, Davis indeed. hasn't yeah, it sounds like Jamin Davis hasn't fully been there. And to me, it sounds like they haven't skipped a beat, whether it be Cody Barton stepping yeah. in, but but to me, it's like can Cam Curl do that? Can Quan Martin do that? Can Derek Forrest yeah. move down? And and you know, you put a Percy Butler back in his spot. Like I just think there's yeah. there are a bunch of different ways that they're gonna be able to confuse some teams and, and and also use some of their advantages. I think that we talked about that a lot last season. Like it felt like they got dictated yeah. to a lot. And, it, and if they're able to put some formations out there that throw off the other team, maybe they can finally yeah. start dictating the pace of the game from the defensive side.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we can go down a whole strategic, you know, uh, wormhole right now if we want to, but like, if, if I feel like they mentioned that uh, Quan Martin has the ability to blitz and rush the passer. Yeah. So if you, let's say you take linebackers off the field and, and, and let's say you go four down lineman, not five. Um, you got, let's say we can put Cam Curl and a Quan Martin inside. Um, and there's so many interchangeable pieces that, you know, are they going to, who they're going to identify as the Mike, the, the offenses are going to identify four down. And then one person that's going to be the Mike linebacker that they're going to be responsible for. Um, if they pick Cam Curl, then you may have, you know, Quan Martin blitzing off the edge who can do some things and Cam can still cover. Uh, so Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, the whole entire defense. If there's a defensive assistant who has an idea, please write it down and show it to the yeah. coach. Because you, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities out here. Um, people are going to be able to be sticky against receivers, and I'm just thinking about oh gosh, I wish I had the schedule up. I mean, you're thinking about going against Miami, all right? They've mm-hmm. got two uh, obviously top-notch fast receivers that are going to be able to push downfield. And they got some guys that can work up underneath, some running backs that can get get open, right? We've had trouble with Washington with linebackers covering lineback, uh, tight ends. Yeah, now you got some safeties here that can do it, yeah. right? You're like, oh, we gonna fight fire with fire.
1: Yeah, and it sounded like Forbes has gone up at least a couple times against Cole Turner. So, I mean, with his length, hopefully, you can go up against tight ends. That's kind of what I was thinking of too. You know, you got Dallas Goddard. You got Darren Waller now in the division. So I'm thinking about the tight ends, not to mention all of the, the receivers the Eagles have, the receivers the Cowboys have. The Giants have got to be better at receiver than they were the last couple of years. So yeah, they, they need every bit of this. But I, I think that those wrinkles and like you said, not being able to to um to point out everything that you want to from the offensive side of things will play into the commander's advantage. Um I, I can't remember, you know, I feel like there were times when Jamin Davis was the green dot. You know, sometimes there was Cam Curl was the green dot. I think it's gonna that that might vary a little bit too, and and I think that that can only be a positive thing as guys learn to take charge of the the defense and kind of take over and 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 kind of lead this thing. And it might be a different guy every week, which is kind of exciting too.
0: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that green dot. The defense, I feel it it made an ascent whenever uh, Cam Curl was. Was, was leading the charge and, and communicating. So, yeah. A uh, lot, lot of options out there, a lot of things that could really happen. And I mean, frankly, there's a lot to, there's there's just a lot going on. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. excited for the secondary. Yeah. And, and I think that, secondary because you got to be able to tackle too. You're going to have to be able to tackle. That's going to be the key. If you're going to be playing mm-hmm. in the slot, whoever can come up and tackle and, and shows willingness to do that. They're going to have some success in this defense as well. That that'll give flexibility to run more nickel uh, and stay in a base, you know, three DB set or three corner set. I should say.
1: Yeah, and it, and it sounds like you know you know bouncing off the secondary back to Chase Young and Montez Sweat. It sounds like those guys are motivated. And if you've got you know all three, four, however however you want to split it up, levels of your defense motivated and going towards the same thing. This defense could be scary and could be even better than the unit we saw last year i'm already expecting you know interceptions and fumbles to go way up um yeah. i just think that this defense has the ability to cause some havoc and and to be to be honest they're gonna have to i mean the offense might be a little bit of a step behind you got a new system in place you got a new quarterback um so, so the offense might be a little bit behind, to where this defense, you know, we've seen in years past has had to carry them, and I think that they have the ability to, which is really yeah. uh, special, and I think that that's coming.
0: Yeah, it should be right around the corner, and I mean, so oh, let's let's say let's say this uh, uh, unofficial unofficial over under for okay. sacks for uh, Mister Number Ninety Nine Chase yeah. Young. What do you think? So I'm gonna go six and a half over under six and a half sacks in 2023 for Chase Young. What do you think?
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. I, the, as you were saying that the number that popped into my head was seven and a half. Um, I I think I'll go over. I think that he is he is seven eight at least if not flirting with with ten in a really good year. I I think that he benefits. He kind of benefits and. Um, kind of is at a disadvantage with some of the other guys on his team because Jonathan Allen drawn Payne can get sacks from the interior. We know Montez yeah. sweat is going to be motivated in a contract year. So where, whereas yeah. I've heard a lot of people say he's got to be a double digit guy. I'm not, I don't know that I'm buying into that. I think he could have eight sacks, you know, three, four fumbles, another five, six pa- passes batted down, um, scoop up another yeah. fumble. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to get to 12 sacks to have an impactful year to ha- prove that he's back so i think seven or eight is is solid if he's doing everything else that we know he's capable of
0: man he's definitely capable of, of being a a game wrecker and just completely you know destroy what offenses are trying to do but i'm going to put out a little bit of a challenge for chase show and this i'm going to take the under and okay. it's, the, it's the under just because of the fact that you already know you're walking into a season where hey they've they've, they've, they've declined your fifth round option uh yeah and, Saying it's to prove it type of situation, yeah. so I'm going to stack on and say, you know what, you're going to get under six and a half sacks. Now I feel like you know he definitely can double whatever he's going to get, so he could easily get a 12 sack season. But yeah. you know you're going to have to just show up. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's no disrespect; it's just a straight up challenge. Everybody else is putting them challenges down and say, hey, you know I'm going to take the under, but make me lose my money. Yeah, make me lose my money. I do Walnut- think that he's going to have a hell of a season.
1: One other – so um you, you gave a over-under here. I think last year the commanders had um nine interceptions. Uh, so let, mm-hmm. let's put it at like a ten and a half. Do you think that they go over under ten and a half interceptions with the new additions, with an improved, maybe healthier pass rush? What are you thinking?
0: I'm going over. I'm going over. I think that you have – Playmakers on defense, and specifically number thirteen. He's over there, mm-hmm. and he's already got his hands on footballs, and he's he's insanely quick. Um, I, w- I saw a clip of him against Terry McLaurin, and Terry made the catch. But I liked his, t- I liked Forbes's technique, and I liked that he didn't try to get extremely handsy with uh, Terry and was trying to stay with him, you know, with his quickness and his, and his footwork. Um, So I think that's going to put him in a great situation to have success this season. Um, Is he going to have a sauce gardener season? I don't know, but I think he's going to definitely get at least five picks this year.
1: Well, hopefully it's coming. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna split this episode up here. So mini camp check in, and then we're gonna do a little bit different here on the second half of the episode. But if you're listening to us, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, don't forget you can uh, bet uh, those over unders and all things commanders and all things NFL and all things every sport at Bet Online nice. and use our code BLEAV. So be sure to check them out at BetOnline.ag. We appreciate them bringing the show every time. Don't forget you can follow us on socials. We're going to uh, ramp that up over the summer and into the season. I'm excited about that and all that we have coming. And then tell them about all the different places they can consume this program because it is the number just feels like it's increasing every week.
0: It really is. I always read the Believe newsletter that they send out, and at the bottom it's like, hey, you got Believe TV. So you have free options to watch some of our shows over there on the Believe TV channel. There's plenty of different options for that. Um, We've got – tune in radio sirius xm we're on stadium you catch a few shows over there all your favorite streaming platforms as well folks so we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in if you're on the podcast we're going to catch you on the next episode if you're with youtube we're going to see you here uh just stay just don't go nowhere
1: just sit right there okay bye everybody else
0: all right, we'll see all right now here we go <laughs>